Welcome into the Wallies and Wimpies Touchdown City Podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis in the studio today with Derek Bailey and the GOAT, Avon Coburn, as West Virginia takes a curb stomping in Iowa. The beatdown. Uh, I thought we were in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, it, <laughs> we may as well have been. Man. But uh, it was uh, quite a day in Ames, Iowa. I'm having some headphone problems, so... Bear with me real quick. But uh, West Virginia – here's here's how disappointing the game was for me. I didn't even look up stats or print anything out today. Every week I come in, yeah, and I'm yeah, usually really prepared. It was bad. It, it was bad. I mean, it was bad. It, I mean, it, you guys have to understand. It was – they had a week off. They were ready to play Oklahoma, and, and it was – that's an excuse. It, it was – they was they, – they played bad. I mean, we, we – most teams can recover from a from a from a bad week. I, that was that was bad. When was the last time you saw West Virginia get beat like that? Uh, Two thousand and one. We played Virginia Tech when I played. We lost like thirty three to nothing. I was like, oh my god, this. Terrible. That was Maryland. No, that was in ninety. That was in ninety nine. Uh, yeah, it was in ninety nine. I remember that game. I mean. <laughs> It was just a it was an awful performance from top to bottom. There's no excuses for it. The last time, oh man, I, I really can't even remember other than like an Oklahoma game where Oklahoma's put it on us pretty good here recently. That's the most recent. How about Syracuse? Syracuse a couple the bowl times game. the bowl game and the year in the Carrier oh. Dome when they ran the wheel right wheel route like 37 times and we <laughs> just didn't bother bother to look at it. I mean, in modern in the last ten years, I remember K State. Um, oh. beat us up pretty good at home. And I know Syracuse beat us up in the, um, what was it, the pinstripe bowl? Yes. And then we were beat up. I'm now going back to maybe 01. Um, we went to Miami, and but we had like Dwayne Thompson quarterbacking. Like <laughs> our, our fourth string quarterback. But, but, you know, those games, those games uh, – they, you know, you just don't think you can win those games. So it's not, and I'm what, not. That's why this game was such a bad game. I'm for not us. disrespecting Iowa State by any stretch. I mean, I think they're a pretty good team this year. But right. like going to Miami and losing by forty right. is a whole lot different than going to Ames, Iowa and losing by forty. I Absolutely. mean, it just I, I, there's there's a huge difference for me, and it's not a knock the, on Iowa State. The caveat is the caveat to all of this is that was a very good team. Iowa State is a very good team. That running back is phenomenal. Well, the thing that the thing that gets me, that's the first time I've really watched Iowa State closely. Now I've watched them, but I haven't watched them closely. The thing that gets me is how like uh they're fundamentally sound. They don't beat themselves. They didn't right. make mistakes like if and if West Virginia made a mistake, they took complete advantage of it. That, I mean, they're a very good team. That running back, is, is, I, I would I enjoyed watching that game. Even though we got beat down, I was like <laughs> that running back is a beast. I feel like um, it's disappointing because we're in a rebuilding process, right? So I'm not coming into this season. I didn't expect us to come in and play in the Big 12 championship, which actually had we won yesterday, we would have been in a playoff with Oklahoma next week to play in the Big 12 championship. Yes. But whatever. Um, I didn't expect that. I expected to see some improvement, and I've seen improvement throughout the course of the season but this is a definite setback. When you've reached this part of the season right. and the team, you know, played the way they played against K-State and they played the, play, play the way they played against TCU in different games. They were in the Texas game. They were in various games, and they just get blown out. Yeah. 
Well, that's that, that that to me is a setback this late in the season. And that that'll be the interesting thing here coming up. I mean, you played the I guess you're playing technically by standings record now. You're playing the best two teams you've played all year. Right. Is be the Oklahoma game coming up. I mean, and if you get blown out against Oklahoma, you kind of just kind of think we're still so far away, you know, how much progress was really made. So, so with that, guys, we we got we got one game left. Are we going to make a bowl game? Yeah, they'll make a bowl. I think everybody makes a bowl. I think everybody that's playing qualifies for a bowl. It's just whether you get invited or not. Yeah, because we'll make a bowl at five and five, five hundred. So that that to me, I wouldn't even want to go. Like you going, you going <laughs> to the worst bowl there. Act. I mean, because you got to win six games to go to a bowl game. Well, I mean, this year, it's, yeah, there's not five hundred. They're saying that. Uh, the predictions are West Virginia going to the Liberty Bowl to play an SEC school. Alabama? That's in Memphis. <laughs> May as well be Alabama, but it's in Memphis. Jesus, cold. Like, I, who wants to go to a cold? I guess, I guess you, I guess that's the, I hate it going to cold bowl games. Well, the, the other side of this, too, is I've already seen, I think there's seven or eight bowl games that's already been canceled. I wonder if they'll even have some of these, some of these bowls. Uh, the playoff has the Rose Bowl. Well, they've already said no fans at that. Right. So, you know, I know the Sun Bowl, which is played every year since like 1935, it's already canceled. canceled. Mm. So, I mean, you, we may not, West Virginia may not see a bowl game, which I mean, you know, I'm I'm in the corner of, I think, with my opinion, this is just my opinion, instead of having bowl games, they should just keep playing regular season games to me until the until the playoff. Nobody wants to do that. Well, I mean, you can get a game – like, look at BYU and Coastal this weekend through that game together. Like, it would be fun if West Virginia and Pitt could play on December 26th. Yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully West Virginia will still – you know, a bowl game for this team would be good. One, it, they need more practice. They yeah. need more reps. Uh, and later in the show, I want to kind of draw out the, the – I want to get your opinions on um, the Final Four, uh, the playoff, the semifinal, the, the way the, those bowls are going to match up. We'll talk about those later in the show. And also, too, um, I want to talk to you guys about this trend of players opting out as soon as they're eliminated from conference championships and also the semifinal championships. So we'll do that later in the show. But, um, you know, I think if West Virginia does go to a bowl game, uh, I think that would be good for them just for the fact that they would, one, potentially get – they're looking at possibly matching them up against Kentucky – which will draw a little interest for West Virginia fans, as being that Kentucky's right next door. And also, too, this will give West Virginia an opportunity to get some more practices in, which is, never hurts for a rebuild. But then that gives uh, Neil Brown the opportunity to talk to his team that he played for. He Quick, quick little uh, – I, I talked to one of my best friends, <clears throat> excuse me, who's from Kentucky. I don't know if you remember, Ben Meehan. Um, he, uh, he was my roommate in college. and, and uh, The snapper? <laughs> no, man. He was a quarterback. Wait, he, what was his name? So, ben Meehan. Ben Meehan. Yeah. It was okay. spelled Megan, but it, I mean, spelled Megan, but uh, pronounced Meehan. He actually played in the All Kentucky Bowl, whatever that game is for Kentucky. The Kentucky All Star game. Yeah, the yeah. Kentucky with Neil Brown. And he, um, he basically was like, because I mean, it's funny, he's, he's cracking jokes, because he was Mr. Kentucky um, coming out of high school. And I was like, so was, you know, what, so you played with Neil. Was, was he, was he missing? He's like, yeah, there's only one number one, but that was a quick story. I was like, Oh, I didn't know you. I didn't know you, uh, you played with him. But then also, I mean, that just scares me because that's where he's going to me. Like he's, once he gets, I mean, I know there's some interest right now from uh, South Carolina um, for, for Neil Brown, but I don't think he's going down there. I mean, 
they're on par with West Virginia. I don't think they're any better than West Virginia, South Carolina. I mean, they get SEC, but they're not going to get they're not they're not going to get the five stars that Alabama's getting the same way that we aren't. So I don't think it's a, a bigger I don't I don't. But to me, if we play Kentucky, you know, he I think he's going. If he does leave West Virginia, that's where he's going is Kentucky. Yeah, I don't think this would be the type the year that something like that would happen. No, not at all, not at all. I mean, eventually, but I don't know what Neil Brown's. I mean, I, future plans are. Yeah, I, I, I hear. I see the South Carolina interest. That's a tough job to me. That's that's almost. I mean, you're competing against Alabama, Georgia, Florida. I mean, even Tennessee. Tennessee's been down. I mean, look how bad Tennessee is right now because they're competing against Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Florida. It's. I wouldn't take that South Carolina job unless I was a big time golfer, and not obviously for the weather. <laughs> well, um, you know. I, I never – I didn't want to tweet or anything and even comment on it because this time of year you're going to start hearing a lot of names, the carousel Aww. going around. But uh, I guess he was asked in a press conference this week and he basically just came out and said, I'm not, I'm not a candidate for that job. He kind of put it to bed. Um, I, I don't see them being – I think they would have to be turned down a lot before they would come turn to him and offer him a job. Uh, yeah. Damn, man. Well, I mean, it, it just kicked him in the nuts. Well, I mean, uh, you just have to look at his body of work at West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's 500 at best at West Virginia. Yeah. And that's, I mean, South Carolina, I, I don't know where they're going. I mean, obviously, Hugh Freeze is going to get thrown up down there. Like, they're going to, I would not be surprised. Hugh Freeze will probably be in the SEC before all said and done again. As bad as SEC fans don't want that. Because Hugh Freeze, we all know, he pays the best. He pays the best, and he, you know, CTC. I mean, you know, he orders some prostitutes. He's he's a good man. Hey, he likes to he likes to make sure he gets the right people. He's a good in his organization. Is that is that what what the what happened at Ole Miss? I'm pretty sure he ordered prostitutes with his work phone. <laughs> hey, good for him. He don't care with his work phone. I'm with pretty sure phone. with his like, well, you know, you got a work a work mm-hmm. cell phone, a person, and I'm pretty sure he ordered. I'm pretty sure he called an escort service with the. Uh, Ole Miss issued cell phones. It's the only way to do it. Well, do you? What a dumbass! Do you want him as a football coach? If you're stupid enough to call a hooker, what difference does it make? They ain't gonna do nothing to you anyway. Yeah, <laughs> clearly not. Um, so, well, West Virginia next week. So, well, let's let's look at this. West Virginia plays Oklahoma next week, and we'll get the predictions later in the game. But how? What's what is the demeanor for West Virginia going into this game? It's got to be a must win. It's got to be must win. They they have to play better. I mean, you can't do any worse than that. Was their worst game they played probably in the last three years. You know what I mean? However, it has to be a must win. I mean, when you lose like that, it, it's it's what well, it's it's demoralizing, and you're like, well, hold on, we're we're so much better than that. So for me, it's like you know they're back against the wall. They they in my opinion, I'm like y'all win or we're not going to a bowl game. I'm not going to a bowl game with a five and five team. Like I wouldn't do it. I want to see effort. It looked to me like that team flat quit yesterday. The, the backup running back for Iowa State went, what, 50, 55 yards untouched right up the middle of the field for a touchdown. That, to me, is a lack of effort. I want to see effort. I want to see some emotion and excitement out there. It looked to me like West Virginia was flat. It looked like they didn't even want to be there. And I don't know how you get in that situation when you're playing a top-10 team on the road. I do not – and you're, and you're, under, you're under – like, they were a – touchdown underdog it was really under a touchdown and you get blown off the field like that it just it was bad I mean they were competing to to be to get into that championship yeah, I mean I'm like it, it, I, to me I'm like that that just woke me up I'm like that put me that put me in a in a better position because they were already in they're 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 already in so it's like whoever 
who if they lost that game, whoever won between West Virginia and Oklahoma is going to play in that championship game. And they went out there and just laid an egg. It was completely. But again, guys, we we say that Anthony. I know you're about to say something. They they said they are a top ten team. They played exactly how a top ten team in America is supposed to play. Well, two things. One, Las Vegas is usually not off by by uh, thirty one thirty one points. points. <laughs> so True. usually they're not off. And then two, here's the way I looked at yesterday's game. I looked at West Virginia and uh, or the Iowa State game and uh, and the Oklahoma game as turning points within the program. Again, I'm looking at big picture. I'm right. a big picture guy. I'm not a sky's falling guy. And, you know, uh, this is the time of year where every fan base around the country, unless you're Clemson or Alabama or Notre Dame, is screaming, we need a new coach or we need a new quarterback. And that's not what I'm <laughs> screaming. I'm looking at big picture. And um, I was, to me, watching that game um, – shows me or says to me that things we have not progressed this year. And that's disheartening to me. I felt like at at a certain point in the season we were, but I think watching yesterday's game says we haven't. So let me ask you this. Is West Virginia a better football team on December the 6th, 2020, than they were December the 6th, 2019? Are they a better football team today? That's what I. That's where I was yesterday. I'm not even going to deny it. That's where. I, where was the improvement? Where was the progress? That's where I was yesterday. Like, I don't care about the loss to lose to the to lose the ball game, but just the the fashion of the loss, like the way it looked, the way the butt whooping unfolded on TV was just. Where was the progress? Hmm. Yeah, well, I, look look back at the season though. Look at look at the positives and the negatives, and tell me. Is West Virginia a better football team right now? They are. Um, defense are playing so much better. Offense, defensively, 100%, yes. 100%, yes. Uh, obviously, they didn't show it yesterday. Um, but, you know, they laid an egg. Offensively, um, we, we just got, we got beat up, man. I mean, to, I, we're, I think we're looking at it from a different lens. Like, they are a top 10 team in America. Like, that's how a top 10 team is supposed to play. I mean, when we played Virginia Tech, I mean, not Virginia Tech, we played Miami in, in their heydays. I mean, we, we, they beat the brakes off them because yeah. they were just better. But the, but the knee breakers in Vegas would put you guys as a 17-point point underdog. Yeah. We were a touchdown, and at one point it got to it's, five and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's I, – I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think they're slight – I mean, they are better on defense. Let me go ahead and say that. I'm not going to deny that. But offensively – I don't think we have necessarily an identity. Like it doesn't look like we we fell behind thirty five nothing, and then all of a sudden we started running the football after we threw little short passes the entire game. And the run game, we did move the ball down and kick a field goal when it was thirty five to nothing for some unknown reason. I don't know why we kicked it, but whatever. But we we moved we moved <laughs> no the football. Like why didn't you run the football earlier in the game if you knew it was going to work? I mean, it just it's like there's no rhythm or something on offense and and Daigie wasn't great yesterday. I mean, he's not the greatest quarterback. We've established oh, he's not that. Killing the no, but he wasn't he he wasn't great yesterday. I'm usually one of those guys that defends him. He wasn't great yesterday. Uh there were a couple drop passes again. I mean, it's just it was it was bad on offense and then I think the defense ultimately just quit. He was on his back a few times yesterday. Yes, he too. was. You know, they were good. Um, I'll, I'll say this: I think defensively, you're right. We are a better football team than we were last year. Unfortunately, the the parts of the defense that are the shining light will not be back next year. Yeah. So that kind of um, 
you know, disqualifies that that bonus point there. Offensively, again, you, you hit it right. Then we have no identity on offense. True. Where I thought we would be a, a running team, we come out and do the weirdest things. We third and ten, we come out and try to run the ball. And then on fourth and two, we'll throw it seventy five yards in the air. Uh, we just don't have an identity on offense, and I don't know if that's Coach Brown or the offensive coordinator. Or fourth and six, you run a four-yard route. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole other issue. So, yeah, I mean, and and I get it. Like, there's a, there are plays where you run those underneath slip screens and you try to get the momentum moving. You need six yards, and, yeah, your guy might catch it at four. But when a receiver runs a – if it's fourth and six and he runs a five-yard route and sits down at five yards, that's a problem. It's a coaching problem, yeah, and and that is something at this point in the season should not be happening in week eleven. Versus it's a leadership a, problem too, though. You're in the huddle. You're supposed to know, like guys. Look, we need to get six yards. Don't yeah. freaking run a, a five yard route. Like, yeah, that, get your ass past the sticks. That, that's what your quarterback is telling you. That's what if I'm in the huddle, I'm like, look, we need to get five yards. Like, you, we need to get five, not three. <laughs> we need to get five. Go get five yards. Because, I mean, if if y'all not going to do that, I, I, we run the football. Like, let's just yeah. run a play So and let me get it. So, and before we go to break, let me ask you. Here's one thing I thought was strange yesterday, too. It's like 35-3 to three at one point. We start the fourth quarter. Why didn't they just just, just sit um, Daggy down and just put the freshman in? Yeah. I mean, yeah. At, some, at a certain point, you don't just bench him. You just go over to him and say, look. Look, man, it's not your day. Right. Um, we're going to save you. We're going to fight next week. But I'm going to put the young guy in and let's let's see what he – I mean, you never know. He could have sparked him. He, he, or the best-case scenario, you have some tape on the kid. Right. You know what I mean? You know what he can do in a game situation against a top-10 team on the road. And I just didn't understand that part of it. And I don't know how you guys feel about it. That, that's, a, that's the whole thing, man. It's like, okay, who, who's, who is the favorite player on everybody's team, the backup quarterback? They, they, if that would have happened and he would have sparked them, now going into this week, they're like, who are we? Who, who? The everybody's like, are you going to start the young guy? Are you going to start the young guy? Are you going to start the young guy? No, you you kill that in the press conference. You yeah. just come out and say, here's what I did. I put the freshman in because I needed tape on him. We were losing thirty five to nothing. My Jared Daggy is my guy. That's it. And and but I just wanted to see what the the, the rookie could do. When it was thirty five to nothing, I would have played every player on my roster. It doesn't matter. This year doesn't even count. I would have put every single player that traveled on that team <laughs> to Ames, Iowa, in the ball game, and just to see what they can do. It, what's it hurt at that point when it's thirty-five nothing? What does it hurt? Yeah, I didn't understand that move. I think at a certain point you have to you, get, you have to kill you have to quit killing your starters' confidence. And, and he was getting beat up. And eventually, you left. You hit another quarter. He probably would have got killed. <laughs> well, yeah, because all they had to do. They, well, I mean, it was thirty-five nothing when West Virginia decided to run. So you. Think we were going to pass, but I guess we were tricking them and running the ball. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. But when we come back, um, we'll talk about some of the bowl scenarios, and also, um, you know, we've got some predictions later in the show. Oklahoma comes to Morgantown. That game has been announced for noon in Morgantown, and I'm wondering if they just won't catch a case of the COVID and not show up. But we'll talk about that after this. Hey, my dear fans, this is Brian Joswiak. The Touchdown City Podcast will be right back. 
It's the start of fall and football here at Tony the Tailor. No one in the Mid-Atlantic does men's clothing like Tony the Tailor. Best selection of quality sportswear from Johnny Owen Brax. Huge shoe department featuring Cole Hahn, Donald Pliner, and DiBianco. Jackets and suits from Hickey Freeman, Samuelson, and Talia. And of course, free alterations by Master Tailors. Tony the Tailor, 822 Virginia Street, downtown Charleston. 304-833-9403 or online at bestmastertailor.com. Now you can watch all the live HD TV in real time for just $30 a month. If you want access to networks, cable networks, sports, news, and premium movie channels for just $30 a month, Say Uncle TV is the service for you. www.sayuncletv.com. No contract, no credit check, and no extra fees. You pay just $30 a month. Say Uncle TV offers hundreds of live high-def channels, including CMT, AMC for The Walking Dead, TCN, and every cable network in the universe including your favorite hunting and fishing networks. For only $30 a month, SayUncleTV.com. Get all local and premium networks like NBC, you can't miss Blake on The Voice, CBS, ABC, Fox, and more. Get cable networks too, like Fox News, and get full access to all sports, including NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, NASCAR, and much more. Yes, sir, only $30 a month with no credit check, no contract, and no other fees. SayUncleTV.com. Get yours now. This is Chris Walters, owner of Integrity Insurance Group, and we are proud to sponsor the Wally and Wimpy's Touchdown City podcast. If you're in the market for home and auto insurance, give us a call. Our number is 304-346-9181, and we are where Mountaineers come to shop and compare their insurance rates. We are headquartered here in West Virginia, and there's always a local agent ready to help you. Let's go Mountaineers. What's up, guys? This is Rashid Marshall, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Wallies and Wimpies Touchdown City Podcast. And this segment is presented by Integrity Insurance for all of your home, auto, and life insurance needs. Get in touch with our friend Chris Walters at IIGWV.com. All right, so it's starting to shake out bowl season, sort of, <laughs> sort of. And it's interesting. First of all, I hate the new bowl system. The playoff is a joke. I have said it since it was a, it is a joke what the college football playoff is. It's ruined. It's it's absolutely killing the sport in my yeah, opinion, in my opinion because is. you have four teams that make these two games. Well, if you make just being hypothetical here, the Rose Bowl is a is a bowl site this year for a playoff game. If you make the Rose Bowl and it's not a playoff game, there's kids that don't even play in it. The Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> the granddaddy of them all. And kids are just like, well, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I, I mean, and I don't blame them. Uh oh. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So, so this year the semifinal games are the Ro- or the Rose and the Sugar, and then the next I don't even want to call them tiers because these are bowls that have been around forever and are upper echelon bowls in my opinion. You still have Peach Fiesta, Orange, and uh, Cotton. In those bowl games, listen. I watch Bo Jackson playing the bowl, the Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl. Yep. For Auburn. That, that's an elite bowl game. I mean, every single player that's played. Every, I mean, you, Bo Jackson played in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, 
Herschel Walker. Uh, he played in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, I mean, there's tons of guys that you. Barry Sanders played in the Sun Bowl. Yeah. So the yeah. Well, the Sun Bowl's been around for a while, that's, and you know, a lot of people even look at the Liberty Bowl as a bad bowl. That bowl's been around. That's that's it's, a traditional yeah, bowl. You go to that cold ass bowl. It's cold, <laughs> but it's still been around a long time. That has Absolutely. a lot of history. Um, but here's the thing about the bowl system. This bowl system does a couple of things. It devalues. That is the ding the ding ding. Ding, ding, ding. The Gator Bowl, which they don't even call it the Gator Bowl. It's stupid. These it's sponsors the tax, are tax Slayer Bowl, I believe yeah. now. But it's the Gator Bowl. Right. That is a New Year's Day Bowl. Right. And it was a tradition, you know, a big-time bowl. And now people look down their nose at that. One, I think because of the name of it, the, the sponsors <laughs> kill. It should always it should always be the, Gator bowl. the Rose Bowl sponsored by Vizio. Vizio. And it should be the Gator Bowl sponsored by the El Rancho Hotel in St. Albans. It should always be <laughs> it should always be the bowl. And I don't I hate the fact that they sell out to the sponsors that way. Yeah. That that kills it. That kills it. And and to me congratulations. Um to me It's a rough game, isn't it? <laughs> to me, when you put that playoff in place, it devalues the whole spectrum, the whole platform of bowl games. Because if you don't make it to that one, okay not everybody's going to – because when I played, it was like everybody's looking at those games too. Everybody's going to look at those games. You don't think people are going to watch those games. People like NFL players, I mean NFL teams, you know, different different types of – you just don't think they're going to watch it because it's not, you know, the the playoffs. Cause, and, I mean, the way they marketed it, they, they killed it. The, the NCAA killed college football. Mm-hmm. It, it, what he's saying, it, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with you. The NCAA killed it because all they were worried about was the financial side of it, worried about the money. Now the playoff. Here's what it does, in my opinion. All right, in the old system where you could have a split national champion, a lot of people dislike that. Okay, fine, I get it. You don't want a split national champion. Here's the problem that I have with not having a split national champion and a playoff. If Alabama goes out there on a Saturday and they lose. It was major news across the country. If Alabama loses now, what difference does it make? They're still going to make it because they're going to go in there. They're going to kick the crap out of everybody else. They're going 12-1. and one. They'll win the SEC, and they're in the playoff. Now, it just gives the better teams or the it gives the great teams margin for error. And if you go and look at this playoff, we've, we're, it started in 2014. How many of the semifinal games have actually been competitive? I, I, I have watched maybe two. I'll give you – in 2014, Oregon beat Florida State 59 to 20. Ohio State beat Alabama 42 to 35. In 2015, Alabama beat Michigan State 38 nothing. Clemson beat Oklahoma 37 14. Do your rain man thing. In, baby. in 2016, Clemson beat Ohio State 31 to nothing, and Alabama beat Washington 24 to seven. In 2017, Georgia and Oklahoma played a classic in the Rose Bowl. It was 54 48, I believe, in double overtime, and then Alabama beat Clemson 24 to six. In 2018, uh. Alabama clobbered – who did they clobber in 2018? They clobbered somebody in 2018. Oklahoma? Uh, yeah, 45-35. to 35, They beat Oklahoma, and it was 28 nothing in the first quarter, and Clemson beat Notre Dame 32-3. to three. Last year, Clemson and Ohio State was a phenomenal semifinal game, and then Alabama – or, I'm sorry, LSU put 70 or something like that on, on uh, Oklahoma. Why do we need those semifinal games? You don't. And, and – the thing about it is, I don't ever feel like even in the BCS era they got they ever really got it wrong. You know, I feel like this playoff era they have got it wrong because they well, fucked TCU one year. And well, and we're talking about an expanded playoff. 
Why do we need an expanded playoff? If you make it 16 teams, you're still going to tell me. Who's going to be the 16 seed that beats Alabama? Nobody's beating Alabama at the 16th spot. And like you said, they, they screwed TCU, and that was 2014, the very first year. TCU goes and wins a ball game at Iowa State. 62-3, to they take a knee at Iowa State's 10-yard line with four minutes left. I watched that game. And then they put Ohio State in, which, okay, I'll give it to you. Ohio State won the national title, but Ohio State was ranked fifth. How do you justify dropping TCU to fifth and putting Ohio State fourth? If those TCU jerseys said Texas, do you think they dropped a fifth? Because there's no way. No, there's no way. And here's the thing, too, about the playoff. They've already dictated, and they know who they want. They're already talking about making new rules for Ohio State to potentially get in if there's no game next week. All they keep talking about – and here's where I I think it's wrong. If Alabama would lose and they do not make the SEC championship game, they're still into the national championship. They're already in the SEC championship game. But let's be hypothetical. Florida beats Alabama in the SEC championship game. Florida and Alabama are in. What if Clemson beats Notre Dame in the ACC championship game? Is it Florida, Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Ohio State's left out because of lack of games? But like you said, they've already got Ohio State in the top four. And I don't know if you saw it. They have this whole TV show on Tuesday night, and I don't know if anybody watches it or not. But (laughs) they were asking questions to the committee because – BYU was ranked 14th. Now, throw BYU out. I know they lost, but they were ranked 14th, and the committee has the nerve to say, well, their strength of schedule is not very good. And then they were asked about Ohio State, and their strength of schedule was either worse or slightly better. It wasn't – it was right in the round – it was in the same ballpark as BYU. They were ranked 10 spots ahead of them. So what gives? If you're going to rank BYU 14th for having a bad schedule, then rank Ohio State 13th or 15th for having a bad schedule. Well, Ohio State doesn't – or BYU doesn't bring eyeballs. That's all it's about. It's about how much money you can make. In a year where they're losing money, it's about eyeballs. People – And dollar signs. That's General, all it's about. And it's funny because I, I was talking to your brother yesterday, and I, I, I said, we, we are not the norm. People – like, we sat down at 1 o'clock yesterday. I was late. Yeah. Late. I, <laughs> we watched until 11 o'clock. People don't watch like that, so they have no, no idea – even what's sad is people that are actually making these have they these don't watch the games, and we watch all day I, long five TVs at once. Yes, yeah. too much. I watch too much football. I'm not even going to deny it. <laughs> I watch from I watch from ten or noon till two a.m. I was up last night watching. I don't at the UCLA and Arizona State. I watched as much as that as I could. I fell asleep as probably about one. Um, That's funny because when I left that game, it just came on, and your brother was still sitting in there. I said, I, I, said, I guess you're going to watch Arizona State. He just. Oh, laughed. I, I, I guarantee he I, was up. I watched. I watched as much as I could. I did fall asleep. Uh, but you're 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 having these people make these decisions, and they're making the decisions, and you can see that they're strictly monetarily. I mean, here's just these are my opinions from where I have followed college football since, since I was a kid, and I love it. It's one of my passions. You need to get a commissioner. You need to realign the conferences to make them geographical. You need to take away the power from ESPN, and by that I mean like the TV rights to all the bowl games. You need to give the fans New Year's Day back. Uh, You need to have a governing body that actually enforces rules. I mean, you need to level the playing field as much as you possibly can because right now we have teams operating like at at a level that other teams aren't allowed to operate at, like Missouri. I'll use them as an example. They get hammered with probation for doing the same thing that North Carolina did. Why? I mean, what is the difference in Missouri doing it and North Carolina doing it? And it's strictly money because North Carolina is a basketball cash cow and Missouri is kind of an also-ran in both of them. It just it kills me, but they've got to do something. 
and we're talking about the players opting out, well, there's 50 bowl games now. And again, I love college football. I'm all for as many bowl games as you can get. But at what point does that devalue the bowl system? And then, you know, you don't have all the games on New Year's Day. I don't know if you all remember growing up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember, I mean, we had the Cotton Bowl, the Gator Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and the uh, uh, what's the, it's the Capital One Bowl now. It's the Citrus Citrus Bowl. And then sometimes the Peach Bowl was New Year's Day. You had all those games on New Year's Day. Now you get the Rose Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl, or the uh, Citrus Bowl. They and don't even play the Gator on New Year's Day anymore. No, they, 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 because ESPN wants <laughs> to get them all on TV, and that's bull crap. So I, I want to go back to something that you you said earlier about um, the 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 damn you made me forget you start talking about them bowl games because <laughs> to be honest with you I, I it you like you said it devalues it devalues when you have too much of something it, I mean again that's supply and demand like nobody cares about it if it's too much like the players don't I mean I, I'm telling you from a player's I don't care to I did not care to go to the Continental Tire Bowl I'm like shit I'm I'm I'd rather be home because. I mean, and it's my last game of my season. I'm like, I'd much rather be home than go into a bowl game that I do not want to be in. I mean, especially because I don't think we deserve that. So that pissed me off. <clears throat> so, and, and, and the whole system, and we're ranting here, guys, so you're going to have to bear with us or click off. Yeah. Like, don't click <laughs> off. You got to understand. You got to understand this whole thing is money driven. And what you talked about with players opting out, it's money driven. It's money driven, and I know everybody said if you want to go pro, go pro. That's exactly what they're doing. They're like, shit. I'm not gonna let you make another dime off of me going to this trash bowl where I can get hurt. And and at the same time, I know the other side of it because I am a player's player. Like I'm I'm a team guy. I don't want to let my team down, but at the same time. If they didn't want to let me down, they would put me in a better bowl and eliminate all these other bowls. Let me ask you a question: If if they told you weeks before that you were going to be the third round pick, and would you have played at the Tire Bowl? Hell no. That's you would have been a trendsetter because nobody was opting out back then. I don't remember if they, anybody. If back they would have told me that, no, I'm lying. I'm, I'm absolutely lying. I'm like saying that now, yes, but back then, no, I would have played. I nobody, definitely would nobody, played. nobody opted opted out back then. I, I would, I definitely would have played. I say hell no because now I'm thinking like where I'm, where I'm, where I'm at right. today. Um, so but, if you're a player today and you're going to the tire bowl, do you opt here, out? But because they they change the whole dynamic of it that, with the playoff system. Like if you're not going to the playoffs, it's like you don't win anything. I, I guarantee you, and I guarantee you this: if you ask a team, and I'm not, I don't know who, but like this is a, an abnormal year. But let's say we had a team start the season that was in the preseason top twenty-five. Let's say they rank like fifteenth, and they finish the season six and six. I bet you, if you go ask those kids. Hey, do you want to go to the Beef O'Brady's Bowl or do you want to stay home for Christmas? I bet you at least 50% of them would say, I don't want to play in that Beef O'Brady's Bowl. And that's because what you're saying, what we're saying is there's so many bowl games, right. it's not an honor to even go anymore. And from where they've made the focus on the two semifinal games, no one cares about the other ones. Like once those two semifinal games were played, they're New Year's Day this year. It's at 5 and 8.45 on New Year's Day and New Year's night. After those two games are played, nobody watches another game until the national championship. Right. And why would you? Right. Because that's, that's all they've been freaking publicizing. There's an entire show about those two games, and then they wonder why that's the focus of everything. Here's yeah. where we're at now. Here's the scary part. Texas has, had, Texas has players. They were eliminated from playing in the Big 12 championship. 
Texas has players that have opted out for the rest of the season. Purdue had players opt out this week. Purdue. So, leads me to my next question. Does anyone from West Virginia opt out this week and just say to hell with it? I got to be honest. If I was if I was the Stills brothers, and I'm not trying to start, I would consider that because, like Avon's saying, those kids, especially the uh, the bigger one, I believe it's Darius is the yeah. the bigger one. He's he's possible first first day draft pick. He goes out there and rolls gets rolled up on and tears an ACL. What's that to do with his draft stock? I mean, he absolutely should consider. I'll tell you what. I'll take it a step further. If I was Oklahoma, I wouldn't even want to play the game for the simple fact they got a Big Twelve championship to win the next week. <laughs> COVID, COVID, like like yeah. like we said at the end of the last break. I don't think we're going to play because it doesn't make sense. Like it, I mean, the the value is in championships, the Big Twelve championships. So they've basically devalued a regular season game. They That's, just did. Okay, this is what I've talked about for years and years and years of why college football was my favorite sport. The regular season of college football used to matter so much. And yeah. I know everybody will say, oh, well, those two seven and four teams that are playing, that, that game really doesn't mean anything. Okay, I'll give you that. That's fine. But I'll ask, I'll ask people this as college fans, because I'm sure a lot of college basketball fans listen as well. I'm a college basketball fan as well, not as much as football. But as a West Virginia fan, if somebody came to me in November when college basketball tipped off and said, you're going to lose to the Pittsburgh Panthers three times during the regular season, but you're going to make the Final Four, you know what I'm going to say? Sign me up. That's how much those games matter to me about winning and losing in the like with when there's a playoff. Mm-hmm. Like if you say Michigan and Ohio State, if if an Ohio State fan came in and said Michigan's going to make the playoff this year but lose to Ohio State, you know what I'd say? Sign me up. Okay. Sign me up. <laughs> here's and here's another problem too. When they, you know, you you mentioned something earlier that I rant about all the time, and it was the realignment of the conferences. There are no real true rival games anymore right so even if for example in 99 West Virginia played Pitt the last game of the season uh, I think Pitt was five and five at the time and playing to go to a bowl West Virginia was out of a bowl right but what did that game mean to you guys everything that was our bowl game and we played that game like it was the last game that we ever played and the the most important part about it was it was I mean, it was for for me at that time. It was it was Mark Bolger's last year. It was it was Beck Beck Porter like Porter. I wanted to, I, those guys are. I looked up to those guys, so I wanted to play as hard as I can for those guys. And now because it has become all, they took the fun out of the game. Like it used to be fun. It, it's not. It's business. It's it's and it's and it's funny because I I didn't. It wasn't business when, when we played. It was fun. But when I went back to Pat White and, and to, you know, to, to it was all business. Like, and it, 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 it actually happened after I, when Pac-Man played, that's when I seen the business side of it come, come into play. Like, I, I never recognized it. But when I went back and saw the, when, when Pac-Man and them played, I was like, damn, this is different. Yeah. This, this is just totally different than when, when I played. Because it was money coming in. It was just a different, different platform. Well, and then not only that, I mean, just back to the, the rivalries, a rivalry game means something. Yes. That's, but that's the point with the, with the playoff. With the playoff, there's honestly now, let's just be hypothetical here because I'm going to go to that rivalry game meaning something. Let's just be hypothetical. Let's say next year, Auburn and Alabama are both 11-0. and 0, Both of them. They're both 11-0 and 0 when they enter that contest. They're ranked number one and number two, the only two 11-0 teams in the country. Do you try to win that game? 
if you if you're the only two eleven and no teams in the country, and your only loss is to number one or number two, and that's your only loss all year, and it's a it's a, it's a competitive game, but do you honestly try to win? Because then if you lose, say, you're you're sitting there at eleven and one, your only loss is to number one or number two, whichever way it goes. Then the number one team, or say the team that wins, goes on. They win the SEC championship game, so they're in the playoff. <laughs> right now, you have to play the playoff game. So you sit the SEC championship game, and right. you still get in the playoff. Right. So you can set one less game to give you more time off, which has happened for Alabama before. Uh, well, they. I mean, that's the thing. Ohio State, the year they made it, and the year they made it and got beat thirty-one nothing by Clemson, they did not play in the Big Ten championship game. But it should mean something for an Alabama player or an Auburn player because it's the Iron Bowl. But, but you said you like the big picture. Are you wanting to win that national championship or do you want to win the Iron Bowl? Because in my opinion as a fan, I want that national championship. I don't care who I lose to. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's the system, it, this new system, the money-driven system, has ruined college, college football. football. It has. It, it, ESPN, in my opinion. ESPN. <laughs> You're the devil, ESPN. I, no, no, but it's, it's a fact. ESPN has killed the sport. They have the most control over it. They have all the games. They have coverage. They, they've got College Football Live. They've got the stupid playoff show. And, I mean, it, well, it's – they all do that. But ESPN has bought up so, so much, much of the conference rights yeah. that they basically get to pick and choose the winners and the losers before they even snap the damn and, football. And the two conferences that they push the most – are the ACC and SEC because right. it's the ACC and SEC on ESPN. So that's why, in my opinion, there's a playoff now because they wanted those two spots for two SEC teams. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, unfortunately, um, you know, I'll, I'll be curious. You know, we're recording this on a Sunday. I know our listeners, literally, I watch our numbers throughout the course of the week, so some people don't get to us till Wednesday. So by the time some people listen to this, there may not even be an Oklahoma game uh, or we may have guys opting out. The scenario may change, but um, I'm hoping that it, it's just unfo- – I look at it two sides. I'm a fan, and also I've been on the back side. I've seen the business side and the way things work, the administrative side. And then I've been in the – I've never been a coach, but I've been in that room with the coaches and with those teams and traveling with the teams. So I understand where the coaches and the players are coming from too – um, so there's so many different scenarios. It's just strange to me now that we're in a position where we have kids that don't want to play hmm. for, for reasons that I understand. I get it. Money. Yeah. I mean, I get it from everybody's perspective and the money has tainted the game. It has. It has. You know, it's crazy. Cause I can remember back in like the mid nineties when I was a kid watching when I was 15, 16 years old, Keith Jackson, the great Keith Jackson. He talked about it then. He said that one day college football would be killed because of money, and here we are. It's about 25 years later, and he was dead on the money about it. It's unfortunate. It's, unfortunate. I mean, we'll see, though. We'll see. I mean, because of – and, you know, Rich Rod, he brought up a good point when he was on. He said just take it out of it. If those kids if, if those kids want to go, just let them go. That's what you I – know? Yeah. And, 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 that, and what, now what the NCAA is doing with paying the players, it, it – you know, now all of the internet stuff is going to – it's going to be. I don't. I don't know if it's going to bring it back or it's going to make it worse. Because what happens is now you get a platform. You go. If I was in school, if 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 the internet was like it was when I was in school, I mean, it would have been it would have been crazy. Because I'm entrepreneurial minded, and I'm like, well, hold on, let me let me see if I can make some money off of this. This I'm not getting. I'm making this myself. So sell your own jerseys. So yeah. So so with that, I mean, it kind of it kind of 
maybe that will level it out when those kids are can make their own money. But I mean, right now, man, it's just dying. Just well, having that conversation of these kids thinking about op. And I mean, if, as a player, I would have been thinking about it. If I'm like, okay, third, fourth round, maybe first round pick, I'm like, do I need to play? If, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I might have sat this entire year. I definitely would have sat if I was Trevor Lawrence. Because especially with the way the year is. like The only reason I feel like he played is because he has, he's hungry and he wants that, that Heisman Trophy. I don't think he's going to get it now because he missed a couple games. But I, I just, I mean, I mean. But going into the season, there's, the certain reason, you know, there's certain things that you, that you want. And if you've already got a natty. I got one. You've already, he's we'll, like, man, I want, I'm, I'm I trying to be on Heisman. that Heisman House commercial. We'll, that's it. I we'll want see, that Heisman. I'm going to be in that Nissan joint. We'll, we'll see with him because if they were to lose to Notre Dame for that second time, let's see if he plays that bowl game. Hit the running back to uh, Etienne. Etienne yeah. Let's see if he plays that bowl game if they lose to Notre Dame that second time, or if they're not in a playoff game. And if they don't, if they don't, that says a lot about the coach. That says a lot about the the atmosphere that the coach is 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 building. Because in my opinion, the reason why a lot of kids didn't that wasn't even a, a, a option back in the day because there was a lot of first round draft picks. You know what I mean? And people, you know, uh, 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 um. Miami, he broke his leg in the national Willis McGahee. Willis McGahee. Again, the culture of, of what we were going is everybody plays. Again, I mean, he, he did something smart. He took out one of those insurance, insurance policies. policies. But, at the, but insur- think about where his mind is. His mind yeah. was like, look, man, I don't know if I want to play in this game, but if I do, I'm going to take this insurance policy out just in case. Mm-hmm. So, so you've re, you know, fast forward 10 years, will he, pay, will he play today? I don't think so. Let, let For me- a natty? For for a natty, no, because the money the money is different. The money let, is different. Let, right let now. me say this about the money too: there is absolutely no way, shape, or form that Dabo Sweeney, Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban, uh, whoever should be making more than six, seven, eight million dollars. They need to put a cap on these coaches' absolutely. salaries that, because if you're not going to pay the kids, and I'm all for not paying the kids because I think that they're getting exposure and things like that, but I see their side of it when they do talk about paying, like when they want their money, I see their side of it. We're, hold right there. Let's take a break because there's something there I want to hit on. I had this conversation last night, and I want to have it with you guys. So when we come back, uh, we'll do some predictions, and we'll also have a trivia question. But I also want to talk about coaches' salaries and also the fact that as a player who makes not a penny, you're standing beside a guy that is making about $4 million a year, which 20 years ago would only be banking probably $250,000, uh, yeah, $400,000. right, let's take a break, and when we, get back, when we come back, we'll have that conversation. Hey, my dear friends, this is Brian Joswiak. The Touchdown City Podcast will be right Follies back. and Wimpy Sports Digest, a West Virginia legend for three decades, is back. Get the scores, the schedules, special features. Wally's and Wimpy's has everything you need to get ready for the big game. High school, college, and pro sports, it's all in there. The Mountaineers, the Thundering Herd, every NCAA Division I conference, the Mountain East Conference, the National Football League, we've got it. Go to WallyWimpySports.com to find out where you can pick it up and how you can get Wallys and Wimpies delivered straight to your inbox. Wallys and Wimpies Sports Digest, back and better than ever. Don't throw your money out the window. Get the look you want, the home efficiency you need, and the first-class service at Daub's Windows and Doors. New replacement windows and siding will beautify your home. They specialize in siding, flooring, 
small remodeling jobs, all at a price you can afford. If you're looking for first-class service, Daub's Windows and Doors is the way to go. Find them on Facebook or call 304-545-1503. Again, that's 304-545-1503. What's up, guys? This is Anthony Beck, former WVU tight end, and you're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Wallies and Wimpy's Touchdown City podcast. We appreciate you guys checking out the show and downloading it on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget, you can always find us on Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite. Download us and listen to us. Yeah, make sure you hit subscribe. That's important. Very important to and us. Le- and leave a message, too, because Anthony is going to, he's going to get all that and get it back to us, and we're going to answer your questions, too. Yeah, feel free. We're open to criticism as well. Yeah, always. That'll mainly be thrown at Amon. Not me. (laughs) All right, this week for the Dell Sparks Collection Trivia Question, Dell Sparks Collection Trivia Question of the Week, you can text this number, 681-231-2632. Again, 681-231-2632. And Avon's got a question this week, and the winner, the first person to text that number, the correct answer wins an 8 by 10 from the Dale Sparks collection. All right, Avon, what do you got for us? Okay, guys, so we, we started talking about bowl games, so we're going to stay on that, on that, uh, on that mindset. So um, in 2002, um, we play, no, that's actually 2001. Um, what was it, 2002? It was two. two 2002, uh, we played Virginia, the Virginia Cavaliers. Who was the running back for that team at that time? He was actually a freshman. And another hint is he went to my high school. And then what was the team that he played for professionally? So the Virginia Cavaliers running back against West Virginia in the Continental Tire Bowl. If you know the answer, give us a text. Be the first person to text that number. And again, that number is 681-231-2632. Before we get to predictions, we started down the road about coaches' salaries. And money, as we we talked a lot about money on the show, but yeah. coaches' salaries. Cut the check. It's interesting, and just with this all this new coaching carousel that's about to go down, because if, if my prediction, I'm looking at things right now, I think Harbaugh's gone. I think he's going back to the NFL. So who moves over there to take the Michigan job? Hmm. See, if it happens. I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll touch on this because I follow Michigan football relentlessly too. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't touch that job. If I was Matt Campbell, because they're probably going to have him right at the top of the list, the coach that coaches Iowa State yesterday, mm-hmm. he's making $4 million a year at Iowa State. And keep in mind, they haven't won a conference championship since 1912. Well, yesterday they won a conference championship. Granted, it's regular season. In my opinion, that's a great achievement. He's at Iowa State. Celebrate it. It's phenomenal. He's making 3 or $4 million a year in Ames, Iowa. The only thing he's going to do to Michigan, and he's nine and two. He's nine and two. If they lose next week, they'll finish nine and three. You go up to Michigan and you go nine and three and lose to Ohio State. They want you. They want you fired fire immediately. Sense. I mean, it's fire them immediately, and there's absolutely no sense. And I mean, sure, you can go for money, but at what point? And I know four million dollars a year is a lot more than than he's made. He's well, eight million dollars is a lot more than four million dollars. But 
it's also such a huge move with so much more pressure. At Iowa State, he's untouchable. He can go three and nine next year. No one's gonna care. Well, they'll care, but he won't be fired. Yeah, he won't well, be fired. But that, but I mean, the thing is, is they're gonna expect seasons like that at Iowa State. They're not at Michigan. You go three and nine. You're not getting very much of it of a rope. You know what I think is happening with these coaches like this? I think, I mean, look, think about the this. I think you're going to go. I, the pendulum pendulum always swings right back and forth. And at one point, it seemed like all these young coaches were dying to get to Notre Dame and to Michigan and to these big time schools. And I think it's swinging back in the other direction where you, you're going to start seeing more of these Don Nealon, Frank Beamer type yep, guys. More control. Because what's the point in going and making an extra million dollars a year and you have to Four win million. 10 games? Well, they're not going to offer him $8 million. Oh, if it, well, the, oh, you go to Michigan, that's the standard. That, that's the standard now. They, well, that, that's all I would pay. If, if, if I was Matt Campbell, and as bad as Michigan wants to win and the way Matt Campbell looks at Iowa State – if I'm Matt Campbell and they come to me and they say we're gonna pay you six million, I'd look at I'd look at that and I'd say, I want eight. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the art of the negotiation, but the my point is, I don't think you're going to see these guys leaving jobs like I. He could stay at Iowa State for twenty years and make eventually make eight million dollars a year. You start beating Texas and Oklahoma and winning championships, they're going to pay you that money because the money's coming in. Absolutely. So and what's the point in leaving? There, there, there is no point. There is no point. But that, that what's going to happen is the same thing that's happened here in West Virginia. You know, at some point, you know, you think, you know, Rich Rod was untouchable. Think about it, guys. If you lose games here, we're looking for the next guy. It, I mean, you're going to get a longer rope, but that rope is still going to be pulled on your ass. You have to win because, for instance, Coach Nealon had a long rope because when he came in, West Virginia was terrible in 1979, and they lost in 1980. But in 1981, they go and they beat Florida in the Peach Bowl. In 82, they knock off Oklahoma. They were winning. They started winning. And eventually in 84, or in 83, he beats Pitt. 84, he beats Penn State. He has a longer rope, even with the bad seasons, because he had already established himself and won a bunch of bowl games. Neil Brown has not done that. So, and even – but Matt Campbell – can stay at Iowa State and win and create that rope for himself. Let me let me touch on this too about about these coaches. I will say the good chance and and this is not this is Campbell. I mean, I know this is because he's the hottest name right now in college football. Campbell's from Toledo, which is an hour from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Now, I can see a coach leaving to go home. Like if he takes that Michigan job because he wants to go home, that's completely different. But as far as I'm concerned, like if he was going say say Texas came to him, why would you go to Texas where 8 and 3, 8 and 4 is not good enough and make say 3 million more dollars a year when you can just like you said, stay at Iowa State for 20 years, make 4 or 5 million dollars a year and if you start beating Oklahoma and Texas, they're going to start up in your pay. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. The coaching carousel is going to be in pretty interesting. Of course, like you mentioned earlier, there were the rumors of the Neil Brown things being thrown around already at South Carolina. So it's starting. It's oh, going it's- to be kind of crazy over the next few weeks because you're going to one, you're going to start seeing players opting out. Two, you're going to start seeing people getting fired, and then the coaching rumors kick up. So I mean, by probably, probably by midweek after we play Oklahoma, sometime before they even start announcing bowl games, um, Michigan season might be over. We might get a decision on them because if they can't play this weekend because they have COVID right. and the Big Ten rules and everything, and they have it pretty bad from what I'm reading, their season might be over. We might get something soon on them. No, they might be looking at. They may be sadly. They may be interrupting Campbell trying to prepare for the Big Twelve championship game. See, but the thing is, they're like you. I don't think Michigan is going to fire 
Harbaugh. I, I don't. I, I don't think e- Harbaugh is going to leave Michigan. Yeah. Well, that, that, I mean that's fine, but he, whatever. He looks like a whip puppy. Michigan, <laughs> Michigan's Seriously. going. To, Michigan's going to be looking for a coach at some point, and yeah. Matt Cam, Matt Campbell will be the first first person that they call. Is my guess. Who are the other hot coaches out there? Uh, uh, Urban Meyer. That's that right there. That's who Texas is supposedly after. Is Urban Meyer? I keep reading that Texas is after Urban Meyer. What about Freeze at Liberty? Freeze will. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna be there. How about the guy at Coastal Carolina? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Coastal Carolina guy is gonna be up there as well. Have you ever been to Myrtle Beach? You have you ever seen that place? No, but I mean, you would think they would be better. <laughs> Beach, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, look, they, they're clearly putting money into the program. They've got a great coach. They've won a national championship in baseball. Yes, they have done that. That. Uh, Cliff Ellis is their basketball coach, and I believe they've made the NCAA tournament here in recent years as well. Cliff Ellis used to coach at, Al- coach at Auburn. That's a des- that's a destina- destination school. That's the type of school that could come out of nowhere and start beating the Cincinnati's mm-hmm. and the Marshalls out of for recruits. Because yeah. I mean, you want to come to Huntington? You want to go to Myrtle Beach? Absolutely. I mean, the Redneck Riviera. I mean, is a lot more attractive <laughs> than you know Huntington, H Town, H Town. Hey, I, I call. It, I get. Listen, I go to Myrtle Beach every year. I, I saw that I saw that the Herds playoffs that hopes were dashed yesterday. I felt bad for them. Shockwaves sent across the BCS oh. spectrum yesterday. Rice, they were. I mean, oh my goodness, they were like, we need to be. High. You guys, they're going to. They're, they're going to be about. Trampled. I imagine they're going to be about ranked number eight on Tuesday. They need some help though. Now they need some. <laughs> ma- they need some major help. Oh lord! All right. So assuming we play West Virginia, plays Oklahoma this week. Let's get into some predictions. Of course, we don't know the scenarios. We don't know who's going to play, who's not going to play. Um, but I'll start with you, Derek. West Virginia. So, West Virginia plays Oklahoma at noon on ABC. And don't forget, you can catch all that action on SayUncle.com um, or SayUncleTV. Don't go to SayUncle.com. I keep saying that, and somebody's going to see something they don't want to see. So, it's <laughs> SayUncleTV.com. Get all of your cable needs for $30 a month. All right, West Virginia, Oklahoma in Morgantown. Let's hear it. Uh, uh. Well, I mean, there's really not a lot to say. I'm picking Oklahoma until West Virginia proves to me that they can beat Oklahoma. I'm picking Oklahoma. I don't know what the score is going to be. I'm going to say 35 to 16. Yeah, the Oklahoma. scenario has changed since the last time. It's, it's, yeah. it's not going to be. I mean, what will the motivation be on both sides? I don't think either school. I mean, you know, who knows? But I'll say I'll say 35 16 Oklahoma. Avon. Are you still tooting that horn? You're Avon still- has picked WVU every single week, and he's grinning ear to ear. <sighs> it's at it noon, it, not a night game. It hurts me. It hurts. It hurts my soul. It hurts my my soul. I, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say COVID is going to take over this game. <laughs> can I? Can I do that? Yeah. Well, what, I'm, I'm going to say COVID. They're not going to play a game. It's going to so be a draw. It's going to be a draw. I'm, I'm going to say we're going to. We're COVID is not going to allow the Mountaineers to finish. Um, our last game because Oklahoma is going to contract their entire team is going to contract COVID and they're not going to play. All right. This week I like uh, Oklahoma and Morgantown. I mean, I thought the night game scenario was going to play in West Virginia's favor, but after um, yesterday's performance and then knowing that we may have some guys that could potentially opt out and not play um, it's a noon game. I mean, Hey, listen, Sometimes you never know what happens in a locker room where people are giving up. You know, they're just going to settle there. A lot of people, 85% of the people that watch have already, probably higher than that, have already just kind of came to the conclusion that West Virginia is going to be 5-5. Five and five mm-hmm. and, But that's the kind of thing that happens, you know, 
the whole world turns their back on a team, but you don't know what's happening inside that locker room. So we may see a totally different West Virginia team next Saturday. I hope so, but in my my prediction is uh, Oklahoma – uh, comes in and handles business and probably with their backups. God damn it. Hold on. Re- rewind that. We're, we're going to win. You know, let, me, <laughs> let me tell you why. Let me tell you why we're going to win. Let me tell you why we're going to win. Talked him into it. Let me tell you why we're going to win. These seniors, they have – this is going to be their last game on Mountaineer Field. And they're going to inspire these younger players to go out and play for them. The coaches – forget the coaches. Coaches don't matter this last game of the season. Only thing that matters is those senior – those senior moments that these players are going to have, those speeches that they're going to get, they're going to give them again because I'm pretty sure, well, they, they, they didn't cancel in the ninth inning, but they, well, I think they did. Um, but that is why, and, and you know, Oklahoma's going to be thinking about a championship game. So we're going we're gonna to beat Oklahoma this week. They get the Fauci miracle and no COVID, and they come in, and West they, Virginia knocks yep. them off in Morgantown. It's going to be 35-24 WV. No, they're going to score a lot more points than that. So it's going to be – Who? Um, uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's going to be. So it's, it's going to be 45-35 WVU. Man, I tell you what, if you are right, I'm going to walk right out there – and jump off that boat dock into the canal river. Yes, next and, and we will have that on Say Uncle TV. I was about to say, <laughs> if we do that, I, I, I want to see it. I'm not going to say that because, I mean, I don't want to see – I mean, I want to see an upset, but I'm not going to jump in the river. <laughs> but it has to be – we have to score 45 points. Oh, Whew. exactly 45? If we score under 45, we'll burn Allen's couch. <laughs> if we win, we'll just burn everything. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, guys. Listen, if you guys are heading to Morgantown, you need a great place to stay – Make sure you go over and check out. Go online and check out MountaineerFieldHouse.com. Murph's Landing, two bedrooms, one bath, about a half a mile away from the stadium, the perfect place to stay in Morgantown for football and basketball games. So make sure you check that out. And we appreciate you checking out our show this week. And we'll be back next week. And, again, if West Virginia puts up over 45 points and wins, my ass will be in the Kanawha River. Let go! I might even get my Leopard Speedo out and, and do that. All right, thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next week.